Good morning. Christ is risen. Christos anesti. Almasia cam. Christos vos crassi. Christos anviat. Christos arususitado. The joy of reciting these different languages is that the Feast of Pascha has been celebrated throughout the world. We're the last. If you kind of look at the time zones, we're kind of the last. Hawaii ends up being the last. We're like, we're right on the edge of the last people that are saying, Christ is risen. You've been waiting to say that for four weeks, six weeks, ten weeks. What has it been? So what a joyous day this is today. Uh, but, um, and I, I just, I, every, every time we get to this point in uh, our church year, uh, it kind of always brings back just powerful memories of many things that have happened, but uh, more so really this whole idea that how Christ has bound us as a community together, how he bound his church together, as Christ has sacrificed his life, raised from the dead, and brought us into the newness of life. That's why we're here. It's a powerful thing for us. We need to really rejoice in that uh, and allow ourselves to kind of feast on, on that reality, that we're here because Christ sacrificed his life for us, and that he, he joins us in all the things that we are and all the things that we do. So, um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So as we back up a little bit into our journey through Holy Week, uh, we see that the Lord encourages us at the very beginning of Holy Week to be vigilant, to be alert, to flee our sins, to, to take a look deeply inside ourselves and to mourn that which we have lost, but to look forward that, that, that which we will gain. And so we, we take a look in those first three days of Holy Week, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a very deep look into one's soul. It's a very important kind of part of the walk for us. Uh, and we begin to see things in ourselves that uh, maybe we don't like, because the whole point of that is to gain a sense of repentance, a sense of uh, a depth, into our soul that we can't get without walking with Christ through these times. Uh, we're encouraged uh, as we begin to watch Christ enter his passion to flee the betrayal of Judas, to join with a woman in tears at his feet, uh, to, uh, to beg God to forgive us as she did. And we see the Lord uh, tried we see him imprisoned. We see our Lord mocked, spat upon, slapped, and scourged. We see him crucified. We see him die. We bury him. And we lament at the tomb. And then we come back the next day, and the tomb is empty. Wow. But we realize what has happened. The one who hung the earth upon the waters is hung upon a cross. The king of angels is arrayed with a crown of thorns. The one who wraps the heavens in clouds is wrapped in a false purple robe. 
The one who set Adam's free, Adam free receives blows on his face. The bridegroom of the church is hammered with nails. The son of the virgin is pierced with a spear. We venerate thy passion, O Christ. We venerate thy holiness. We venerate thy love for mankind. Show us also thy glorious resurrection. So personally, i just share kind of a moment for me in all this. There's, there's kind of three things that begin to happen in this journey. One is that we begin to see what Christ did, and we experience it. We're not just remembering it. We're at the cross. We're, we're, we're understanding the gravity of this moment, this eternal moment. We see all these things. We experience all these things. We experience them corporately. And we, believe, we begin to see that he did it for us. All these things were done for us. And then there's a moment, and it should come to all of us, where he did it for me. Where it becomes personal. It's not just a corporate work. It's a personal work. Christ did all of that for you, personally. And when we get that, this, it turns our heart in a really good way upside down. Because it's not just about a corporate work, it's about a personal work where Christ came to do all those things for you. But it wouldn't make sense if it just stopped there. Because he descends into Hades and he tramples down death by death. I love that. It's a great hymn. That's the Paschal hymn. Trampling down death by his death. What a powerful reality. The beautiful time in that moment is when we begin to see that happening and uh, we do a beautiful canon before Lazarus Saturday and the hymns say that Hades wants Lazarus to leave quickly so that more won't be taken away. <laughs> and then we begin to see that when Christ comes into Hades and he destroys it, he opens the gates of death and no longer does death have dominion over mankind. No longer. We have to pass through it to new life, yes, but it doesn't trap us. So he takes away that fear of death. He reunites us to himself. He establishes intimacy with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So this then, as we begin to see this personally, not just corporately, it, deeps, it touches deeply in our soul and allows us to live with an incredible great, a, 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 a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude. Nothing, nothing, nothing in this life should get you because God has saved you. Nothing. St. John Chrysostom says we have a faith against which nothing can be done. Nothing. He saved us. He's lifted us up above everything. There's nothing that can be thrown at us, nothing to be taken away from us, Nothing being given to us that can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. 
So, Christ is risen. Rejoice, all of you. Enter into the joy of your Lord. His mercy is poured out on us on the first and the last. This is not a day to count how much we did. It's a day to thank God for how much he did. Christ is risen and death is overthrown. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns. Christ is living risen and love reigns. Christ is risen and hope reigns. Glory to his third day resurrection. Let us worship his third day resurrection. Christ is risen. Amen.